Well, hello everyone. I'm glad that you're listening in. Today we'll be speaking about uh, fellowship. And this is found in a lot of areas in the scripture, but I have been led to go to 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. And uh, I titled it Fellowship. <clears throat> John was writing, and he says in verse 1, What was from the beginning, what we've heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Talking about Jesus. The life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And then John says, these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. So what is fellowship? Well, in the Greek, the Greek word fellowship, the word is koinia. And it means having in common or sharing with. <clears throat> what? So what do we mean by having fellowship on Fifth Sunday? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, we're meeting around the table and talking to each other about everything under the sun, and there's food. But it is because of Christ that we are fellowshipping together. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have fellowship with God? That's a good question. Let's consider our text in verse 3. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you may too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. So unless we have fellowship with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, then we have no real fellowship with others that are Christians. That's where it starts. Fellowship is a deep com uh, communion of our hearts and our souls. Now, Christian fellowship is grounded in the testimony of God's Word. And without that togetherness, it would be impossible. So, true fellowship combines social and spiritual interaction and is made possible only through a living relationship with Christ. John said, And these things I write unto you, that your joy may be full. You see, it's a joy to have fellowship with one another. If you're fellowshipping with non-believers, there's not a lot of joy in that because they'll lead you astray. So John is trying to, to help us Christians to have full joy, not just a little joy, but our joy may be full, be full of joy, our hearts, our lives. 
For that to happen, we must establish fellowship with God and with God's children. The truth is that fellowship with God requires that we walk in the light. You see, Jesus taught us that light refers to understanding and righteousness, while darkness refers to sin and unrighteousness. So there ought to be fellowship with all Christians. Now the reason is we are all of the same family of God. And to be divided is one of the worst sins that the devil has convinced people to commit. If you're a child of God, then I will fellowship with you, and you are supposed to fellowship with me. See, we have something in common, and that's Jesus. Over in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, verse 41 and 42, it says, So then those who had received his word were baptized. Talking about Jesus. And that that day there were added about 3,000 souls. Uh, Well, that was Peter, not Jesus. And they were continually devoting, listen, devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and a prayer. Maybe that's where we got this Sunday. But the thing about it is they're fellowshipping together. You see, it should be clear to you from the scripture that Christians do not share in evil. For in doing so, they would sever their fellowship uh, with God. Now, Paul mentioned that over here in Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Listen to what this says. Therefore, come out from among their midst. That means the non-believers and be separated says the Lord, you are not to be rubbing shoulders with the lost people in this world. I know we may have a lot of friends that are are not saved, but our our job is to lead them to the Lord. And he goes on to say, do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And so the Lord's pleased when we don't be, we're not running around, you know, with folks that we shouldn't be running around with. The word translated fellowship here comes from a a Greek word meaning participation. I remember a story about a a parrot that was out in the field with a bunch of crows in in a farmer's cornfield. And the farmer went out there and uh, started shooting the crows and he wounded the parrot. Well, he went over and and, uh, picked the parrot up and said, what are you doing here? He goes, bad company. But listen, it's clear from the scripture that the righteous have fellowship with God and with each other. This is so important to us as human beings for we need the fellowship of others. It's hard to live a Christian life by yourself. It's a human need. 
God never intended for Christians to be all divided up and avoiding each other. That's why it's important to go to church and, and rub shoulders with Christians. God has always intended for his people to have fellowship with each other. He says that that uh, it is the very mark, listen, the very mark of identification of his people. People will know if you are a churchgoer or not. All Christians should be taught to love one another, pray for one another, and lift one another up. So, is fellowship as important to you as it is to the Lord? You know, the scripture says we cannot serve two masters. And so that's very important in our Christian walk. Uh, I thank you for listening, and I hope you come and fellowship with the church folks uh, as soon as you can. And God bless you.